0: So I appreciate your patience in this this morning. Um, We want to have a bit of a family meeting. On the reverse side of your bulletin slash liturgy this morning, you'll see the notes. Okay? Because I'm going to try to move fast, because I know that we've got the kids in the service today. I don't want anyone to be bored to death either. And yet, we have, what is today? Only the second week of February, but we have about two months of announcements and notices that we need to get caught up on that I was hoping to do in person, all right? So, is everyone ready? Can I get a hand raised? Can I get it ready? Can I get it? No, you don't have to respond. That's fine. Everyone's wearing masks. I'll just pretend like everyone's listening. It's fine. All right, so first things first, what should we be expecting from church Right here, right now. Well, we've already said that there's going to be a lot of people that will not be coming during this time. Now, some of those reasons are very good and everyone feels uncomfortable in this time that we're living through. That's true. And yet, you know what? We actually have some families in the church that have already had COVID. um, And for lack of better terms, they are the best candidates to be at church right now. And yet, in our world, and and in our many different culture groups in the town of Hermanus, for whatever reason, there is a stigma, uh, a bad sign that goes along with having had COVID. Like, perhaps, maybe, someone is unclean. And we want to make sure that everyone realizes that this is not the way that covid works okay (laughs) that um this is not something that you're going to be carrying with you a shame that you're going to be taking to your grave with you and so as we have people coming back to church um even though we're social distanced i want us to make sure that we are being um always ready to welcome people back in okay okay I know that that's not going to be a problem with everyone sitting here. I do realize that. But out there in the world, it is a problem. And so we want to make sure that we are covering over the world's ignorance in that way right now. Um, Along with that, uh, what is church going to look like? Uh, Well, this morning we weren't supposed to have power. So that's why there's nothing up on the screen. That's why there's no speakers set up. Um, But the reality is, I know that there are going to be weeks where we have very, very few people. And so overall, we're going to try to keep the services simple. Um, This doesn't maybe exclude singing and the playing of music all the time. I want to bring that back in. Uh, But I also need to know how comfortable everyone is with that. Okay, So you can message me if you have thoughts, concerns, questions, whatever the case may be. Um, And we'll be picking that back up, but for today, for next week, as we slowly enter back into church, we are going to be focusing on the word being prayed and preached and read, okay, and confessed together. Um, I was having a conversation with someone this past week, too, because I know that when we come to church, the expectation is singing, right? That's what we do at church. Um, And yes, that is one form of praise. We saw that in our psalm this morning. In fact, uh, Scripture, God Himself encourages us to do that. So we don't want to neglect it. And yet we also need to understand that when we use this word worship, it is um, translated a different way. It's worthyship, right? It's showing the worthiness of God in our words and in our actions on this day that we come together. So, in a perfect world, (laughs) or a slightly better world, that looks like music. But unfortunately, it might not always look like music. It might look like us praying God's Word back to Him this morning, like with Psalm 147, and with the Lord's Prayer. And that's also good. It's displaying um, to one another... Uh, The worthiness of God. And it's putting us in a position where we have to, with our lips, say what is true about God and who he is. Okay. With that said too, I want you to be able to find your place in the church during these on again, off again times. Um, Look, they're already saying that we're probably going to shut back down again as we enter into winter. Okay, so that looks like a far way off right now and it is but I drove out to Grotto Beach yesterday and the beaches were full and the alcohol was flowing and you never know what's going to happen. Okay, so if we get shut back down again, um, here's what I need you to be doing as a part of the body. I need you to be finding ways that you can uh that are going to continually be encouraging you to stay connected. Okay? So if that looks like you contacting others in the church regularly, do that. If that looks like you saying, hey, wait, I want to read a scripture verse. I want to pray this week. Send me a message. We'll set that up. Okay? I want everyone to be getting involved and understanding once again that, oh, yeah, church, that's something that we do because it's good and I need it right okay it's actually essential it's actually essential which brings us to why are we here again because I'm not gonna lie when I'm standing in my garage at uh, 11 o'clock at night recording a sermon on Saturday um, I'm wondering to myself what am I doing what like last night I had to go through the garage and I had to kill, all the crickets in the garage because they were they were ruining my recording studio totally ruining it and then it started raining and you could hear the drops on the roof at the end of the recorded sermon Okay, and these guys out here right now these locusts or whatever we got they're making a mess of this recording too okay so I do wonder what in the world are we doing here is this really essential Uh, because For so many years, for me, and I'm assuming for you as well, the idea was that church is a place where you go to do something, and then it's a place where you go to learn something so that you can be a better person this week. That is not the purpose of church. And this is evidence most clearly in the fact that so many people found Over lockdowns that, wait a second, there's other things that I can do to become a better person. I can become a better version of myself doing this, that, and the other thing. What do I need church for? That's because we have misunderstood the purpose of church. One of the reasons and the major reason why we are here is because we need to receive something. We need to receive good news. That's why we are here. We need to be built up in the death of Jesus. That's why we're here. And we need to be built up to go back out as well. Now, every pastor in the world assumes that their church members are reading their Bible every day of the week. Church... I'm not a normal pastor, okay? You might have noticed this. I'm not expecting that that's what's happening. You know why? Because my Bible reading schedule is all over the place. That's why. Maybe I just have lots of little kids and blah, 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 blah. But I'm assuming that your Bible reading schedule is all over the place as well. Okay? Your sins are forgiven. No, look... I'm assuming that this time that we spend together is actually important because it is refilling your tank with the good news that you need to go out into the world and to show forgiveness to others and extend the forgiveness of Jesus to others as well. I am assuming that you are being filled up with good news to be sent back out with that good news. And so, would it be good for you to be reading your Bible throughout the week? Yes, it would. You should do that sometime. And yet the reality is, we are here together each and every Sunday, whether it's online or in person, to be filled back up so that we can go back out as well. Because all week long, the world is going to give you expectation, expectation, law, law, do, do, Do and your sins will never be forgiven. You will never receive good news, or if it is good news, it's going to be something that's temporary and empty within the week. This is a good news that we have, that we have been given, that carries you through, right? It's it's our hope and it's our comfort. In fact, it is our only comfort in life and in death. And you know what? We're also here on a Sunday morning because we. this is just a little phrase that we use. Or we used to use it. And frankly, we haven't been together in so long that it hasn't quite seemed applicable. But one of the things throughout the garden... To Egypt, to the Exodus, to God's people being in the land, to God's people being exiled from the land, to the promise of being returned uh, to the church, to then the promise of being placed in a land once again that God has prepared for His people. Throughout all of Scripture, we see a pattern. We see a pattern that God has a people. He puts those people in a place that he desires them to be, that he has made just for them. And in that place is where we are under the authority of God and experiencing the fullness of his blessings in our life. Church, that's why we're here. We are God's people in a place that he has made for us, To be under his authority, under his word, and experiencing the fullness and the richness of his blessings. Okay. Um, I'm going to make this part really short because I did not bring any of the data to back it up today. Um, I might be putting some of this on the website though. Okay. And uh, out there in the world right now, there's a lot of hopefulness about the vaccines coming and everything is just going to be better when the vaccines come and we will have comfort again our only comfort in life and in death is if we are vaccinated is what we're hearing in the world right now look it's fine to hope for it it's fine to wait for it and desire for our world to look like a little piece of normal again but the reality is that lockdowns um, have not given us hope. masks have not given us hope and vaccines will not give us a lasting hope as well. Um, a lot of the data that is coming out right now and I just I'm sharing this with you not to you know be scary or anything like that, But a lot of the data that's coming out about vaccines right now, it takes about 60 to 70% of a country's population to be vaccinated before there is enough immunity for things to look somewhat normal again. We're going to have to wait a while for that. And then on top of that, if you are a person that has been vaccinated... Um, studies are showing right now that you still have the ability to carry the virus, not from the vaccine, but maybe from someone that you eat dinner beside, that has it. You have the ability to carry that and to pass it back out to others who are not vaccinated. So in all of this hopefulness about the miracle of the vaccine and how it's going to heal the world, I want you to... Constantly be reminding yourself of where our true hope and comfort lies. All right? I don't want you to get distracted by that. And what this also means is that you're going to have to fight for a little bit of sanity and a little bit of normalcy in your life. Okay? You're going to have to fight for it. And I'm going to argue with you that the place that that battle is going to take place for you is going to be in the life of faith. Okay? That's got to be your foundation throughout this time period. Okay, I'll leave that there, um, and I'll be putting some stuff up on the website that will help us to navigate that a little bit more as a church, like I did at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, let's get to some some better news then, okay? Okay. Uh, One thing that we were hoping to introduce at the beginning of this year, and it's still the beginning of the year, I get it, I get it, but uh, is a, I I don't want to call it a project, because that's uh, maybe putting it lower than what it needs to be, Um, but for a long time, uh, Tara would probably say for five years, (laughs) Uh, she has been working, primarily her, uh, she has been working to help our church, be an asset to our community. Why would we want to do that? We would want to do that because it has been commanded of us that we love our neighbors as ourselves. That's why. Now, it it sounds very simplistic because it is. That's what's been called. That's what's been asked of us. That's what we've been called to do. And so... Um, when we arrived in Hermanus five years ago, um, we looked around and we asked around and we built relationships. And as we were in the process of planting Anchored Baptist Church, um, we were looking at needs in the community, which is why we usually have the after school program. That's a small need that well, it's a large need and it's a small thing that we can do to help meet that that need. Here's another thing that we can do. Um, We're right now calling it the Safe Anchor House um, because that's what's happening right now, okay? And what this is, is the opportunity for our church to be starting a home. Uh, I can be corrected at any second here, okay? Starting a home for vulnerable children in our community. All right? Now, there are many different ways to help people any given second. You can walk out your door and find someone to help. That's true. That's not bad. If you can do it, do it. And yet, as a church, what we've been praying for, hoping for, working towards, is to have something that is central. Uh, Something that um, we can, over a long period of time, be building into and building up and be seen the fruit of over a period of time. That's what we've been hoping for. And there have been some opportunities that have come up through Hermana's Child and Family Services, different needs in our community, and then two uh, very surprise and very surprising gifts that have been given uh, to our church in order to start this Project. Sorry, I don't know what else to call it. This house. Um, Now, this might come as a surprise to some of you. I don't know. Uh, But this is something that, as a church, for the past four and a half years, we have been working towards. It's just that there has not been a whole lot of traction or opportunity or financial ability. And then all of a sudden, at the end of last year... All of these things God starts bringing into alignment. And um, for me, as a non-administrative person (laughs) uh, who dreads doing paperwork and working through the nitty-gritty of things, this is horrifying. Which is why I'm not in charge of it. Okay? Um, so this is why Tara from the beginning has been spearheading this. And then also why David and Charlene Duncan are assisting in this. And then we've had several other people in the church that are adamant about helping in this. And so before I say anything incorrectly, I'm going to stop there. It's really good news is what it is. It's really good news. And um, it's a blessing from God to see the fruit of something that uh, the seeds were planted four years ago. Uh, it's, it's, it's staggering, actually. Because even as pastor, the guy that's supposed to be an example up here, I do look around sometimes and I think to myself, where is it working? Where is God working? What's happening here? And at the end of last year, in the midst of COVID and everyone just being generally depressed about the way life is, God's like, here it is. This is what I'm working on. And um, we're really excited about that. So if you have questions, don't ask me, as you can tell. You can ask Tara. You can ask. uh, I was going to call you the Elder Duncans, but I can't do that anymore. So (laughs) like the mid-elder, I don't know. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Then last thing. Uh, last thing here. Uh, when we've been studying Timothy together, we talked about deacons. I even uh, shouted out to you the fact that I need deacons. Okay. That our church needs deacons. What are deacons again? Uh, servants of the church body. Okay. People that are ready, willing, and able to attend to the physical needs of the church when they come up. Um, that's something that. Uh, Tara and I have been doing and getting help on when needed, uh, but you know, our church was getting to the size before lockdown that I couldn't do that anymore. And then now during lockdown with everyone being spread out and it being hard to communicate with people, I needed even more and our church needs it even more. And so, uh, during this time where we have church going on, we're going to be finishing up the Ladies' Bible Study in coming Sundays. I'm not ready to say what date that's going to start yet, but the 9 o'clock Ladies' Bible Study, will be finishing that up. And then that 9 o'clock hour after the Ladies' Bible Study is going to be devoted to deacon training. Now, I've got a couple of people that have already been kind of playing that role and so I've specifically said to them, hey, look, come on in. I want you to be a part of this. If that's something that you're interested in, um, I would encourage you to go back to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, read the requirements of a deacon, um, and we will be having deaconesses as well. I think I talked about that in that sermon. If you want to go back and listen to the biblical basis for that. Uh, but all of that to say that if you're interested in that, if that's something that you would like to take part in, then I would encourage you that when the announcement comes up, when the ladies are done with their Bible study, that you're there for that. Okay? That's a lot of words. That's a lot of words. Um, Any questions right offhand? Because I did say this was a meeting, so I feel like there might... I should ask if there are any questions, right? No? Great. Because I don't have any answers for you. But you can send me a message and then I can address it on the church's group or on the website if it's something that I clearly left out and needed to address. Alright? Okay. Let me pray for us one more time. Um, And then if I could have someone read 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 17 to 21 for me. And we'll get, get going on the message this morning. Father God, we again thank you for our time here together this morning. And I thank you that you are um, understanding, (laughs) that you understand not only our needs as individuals, but our needs as a church and our needs as a community. And Lord, as we have been working towards how we can best meet those needs, you've been working um, to show us a clear way of how those needs can be met. Father God, as a church body, I pray that you will be continually finding ways, uh, or showing us ways rather, to bring us together as your people, to be putting us in a place that you have made for us, um, to be uh, bringing to bear on our lives your Word, um, so that we can better see Christ throughout all of Scripture, and and uh, be more ready to receive the good news of Jesus for us and for our neighbor. Father God, we love you. It's in your name that we pray. And we would also ask, Lord, that by your word this morning and by your spirit, that you would build us up, that you would strengthen us and that you would um, convict us with your word and encourage us with it as well.